will be a short and sweet intro. Um, you're welcome. I am Katie Kruger, and this is Show Me Your Playlist, the podcast where I have a new guest each week with a story to tell and a playlist to share. This week is a favorite. I know I say that all the time, but Sarah is, you know, in my heavy rotation of friends now of, you know, hanging, texting, sometimes just random wine nights on a Wednesday. And she is presenting a new performance uh, with the wonderful Rose Luardo uh, for Good Good Comedy Week, where all shows are $5. The ticket link is in the bio, and the show is 11.30 p.m. Friday, November 15th. That's this week, if you are listening um, when the show comes out. I will also be there, and you should go buy a ticket, and hopefully I will see you there. It will probably sell out, so you should do that. I will also be at Tattooed Moms on Friday, supporting some previous guests, uh, Nicole Lason Moon and Simone Sleeb on Friday, November 15th. The Streets Department is having a street art pop-up shop at Tattooed Moms, and so I will be there, and then I will head over to Good Good Comedy and support that uh, lovely tornado with a heart. And uh, that's an inside joke that you're going to have to listen to the episode to get. Anyways, uh, also Taylor Kelly uh, on Friday will be playing at Creep Store Records. You should go out before Good Good Comedy if you're not at Tattooed Moms. Um, Or you should go out tonight on Wednesday. Uh, Today is Wednesday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, Recording things and lining updates sometimes is a lot more difficult than you think. Um, she will be at Silk City Diner, and she is also playing with our previous guests of Camp Candle. And, you know, all the random guests doing rad shit 24-7. Uh, I always like to thank all the bands who submit music this week in the episode. It is a band, No Cheese. They are a pop rock trio based kind of Philly adjacent. I put their Instagram and Bandcamp up and you should check them out. And their song that is in the episode, Landmarks, the gay one. Uh, Thank you and keep submitting music and I will keep putting it in my episodes. And you can email me mp3s and any event information things that you would need promotion on at show me your playlist at gmail.com if you're not following me on instagram you should it's show me your playlist and uh the only thing this week i big thanks big thanks to soren at pickle rehearsal studios for uh asking me to hang a bunch of my art uh for their one year anniversary and to be up to try to sell and i appreciate that so thank you soren and if you are a band in need of practice space you should go there and check them out also on instagram um it's early and i'm bad at recording intros anyways so you're welcome uh one last thing uh holiday season is coming upon us and I cannot stress enough uh, to buy from local businesses, local artists, craftsmen, artisans, um, or make gifts yourself. But Philly is pretty damn special as there are so many artisan markets and one of the raddest ones 
is Feminist Flea Market, and I received an email, and a lot of my friends, our vendors here, um, a previous guest, you know, our lovely shop Genron will be there. This is their fourth Feminist Flea Market and Craft Fair, and I will be promoting it all the way up until December 7th. Um, it is a space created by and for women, trans, non-binary, and gender non conforming folks uh, taking place at Bach that is at 1901 South 9th Street in Philadelphia, PA. Um, it will be on December 7th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And there are so many vendors and I put the vendor list in the show notes as well as the Facebook event. Um, they will be selling vintage clothing, jewelry, art pieces, home goods, and so much more um, baked goods. And proceeds from the $5 entry fee go straight towards war, which is the Philadelphia Center Against Sexual Violence. So you should go do that on December 7th. I will be there, again, supporting my wonderful friends, buying some gifts for friends and family while I'm there. Um, So just go and get all the good stuff and give back to the city that you live in. Anyways, that is this week's intro and my notes. I am not going to ramble because it's way too fucking cold and there's plenty to listen to in this episode. I hope you enjoy and I will be back next week with Philly street artist Lost, Lost and Found Art. I hope you enjoy. The road to sticking fingers in my mouth with Sarah Nittell. Yes. It is another episode of Show Me Your Playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming over and recording with me. Oh my god, there's so many creatures in this house. I'm so excited. I know. We have a new little kitty with us. Oh my gosh, so cute. And a huge lover. So. This is my new boyfriend now. Ooh. This cat might be my boyfriend. It's a tuxedo cat, so like you have to wear a sparkly dress 24-7 and just be like cigarette stick boa. His name is Fitz. Short for probably Fitzgerald. Uh, Fitzwilliam. Scott. Oh yeah, Fitzwilliam. Oh yeah, he goes to a country club for sure. Oh yeah. He has like a tie around uh, cardigan. I think I might be too Jewish for him though. It's going to be a problem in our relationship. Definitely. Later on when we meet his family. So we're going to talk about, you have an event coming up with um, at Good Good Comedy. Yeah. Good Good. Uh, it is a sketch comedy, like sketch Ours, like performance. I think it's this one is just like a one-off show. So I guess like we're sort of bridging. I'm working with Rose Luardo, who's like, ugh, local Amazing. icon, maybe an icon, icon. She definitely has a lot of energy, and she is like all over the place. And yes, you don't meet Rose and not automatically fall in love with her. Yeah. She just like forces you to love her i don't even think it's like yeah it's not even that sort of vibe where you're like you love her or hate her i think you just have to love her yeah she's like incredible visual artist performance artist comedian um just like maybe the most insane person on a stage i've ever met so i'm nervous to i i think i'm gonna be out i'm gonna be out insane on a stage (laughs) and i'm i just want to hold like my own and, and also make her look good. Uh, we're trying. I mean, we filmed yesterday's uh, for our show, and she, there she was rubbing s- real snails into my face that were dead, uh, canned snails, <laughs> and eating egg and like on with icing. And so I don't know if I'm prepared. There was a lot of snail cleanup yesterday that happened. <laughs> 
I am so excited. It's to gonna catch be good. This. It's gonna. It's a show called Living in the Light. It's November fifteenth at eleven thirty p.m. So it's a late show. It's a late show, but it. But, but I that's feel like, like Friday that's, night. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like go have yourself a, a nice you dinner. You don't have full to. Night. You don't have to rush when you get out. No rush. of work. You get to go home. You can take Decompress, a nap. Decompress. Take a nap. Go get a late dinner. Late maybe, dinner. Maybe, you know, just Nightcap. some appetizer. Yeah. I love it. Then, then you walk out. over. Yeah, then you walk over. And I think it will sell out because they're they are just so cool, good, good. And this is their five dollar comedy week, so all the shows are five bucks. Oh shit. Which is amazing. And then I think there might be one show after us, but I feel like I'm just gonna say we're closing the festival. <laughs> um but the first half of it is definitely like uh what you've seen before, like a morning talk show, very like Kathy Lee and Hoda, wine glasses, Oprah, Wendy Williams. And then we're going to take you into a performance art hellscape. Uh, Hellscape. A hellscape. I think you're going to see something that you've never seen on a stage before. I'm so excited. Like, yeah, we're very, it's, there is nudity, so no children. Um, (laughs) At 1130 at night, you should, you should really reconsider your parenting skills if you're going to get happening. Yeah. And there's a child there. But I did just hear a story about somebody was seeing like 50 shades of gray years ago and then like during the middle it's like daddy i want popcorn and then everyone was like yes. what are you doing yeah. road to the road to me sticking my fingers in your mouth yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah i did previously talk about this on the podcast the oh night God. after it happened you know a dark stormy night in yes. rittenhouse taylor and i walk into this random like have you ever been to quigs before we i never oh, went to wow. quigs before and taylor was like she we had like a nice little dinner it was about to be our like <laughs> it's night always out. like a dinner it, it's always a dinner relax get a dinner relax, it's a friday a night yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you know you just gotta go and treat yourself so taylor and i went to um it was like right before we were about to start like moving out from each other and like yeah. separate separating our lives <laughs> and uh she goes, you know, Kepler, which our really good friend, Kepler, you know, yes. he was like, this girl I went to high school with, you know, she does performance art and it's at this place. And like, Taylor goes, I think you would really like it. You know, you being in the art world and loving re- weird stuff, like we should go. And I was like, fuck it. Who Let's cares? Go. Let's go. Quigs, really fucking cool place. So sweet. Such. A I feel like cool- we were there really late that night. Too, oh, we afterwards. were late. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, that was a crazy... I made out in a fucking... I made out in that dressing room afterwards. Are you serious? I was like talking... I met you. You, I was drank, like, you drank a lot of I wine I drank now. a lot of wine. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I think I might have smoked a cigarette. And I definitely made out in that dressing room that night. It was Hell crazy. Yeah. It was a good night. Yeah. Um, and that was when you were doing... Uh, what the fuel oh nightmare fuel nightmare yeah fuel. my solo my yes first solo show yeah. first solo show yeah and it's a performance art piece and so i want to ask you like yeah. did you go to school for acting was yes <laughs> well As she shakes her head yes yes, yes. oh yeah i'm no. doing no but i'm getting <laughs> wow that's confusing for me um i guess i started yeah i did I don't remember Matt Kepler in high school because I think we just missed each other. You're older than I'm him. I'm right? older than him. Yeah. Um, he might have been coming in as I was leaving, but we went to a performance art high school, Red Bank Regional in New Jersey. Gotcha. And so for me, I used to go half day. So I used to do my normal classes in the morning at a very terrible high school. <laughs> and in the afternoon, I would go do drama. So that's where I started. And yeah, weirdly, Matt Kepler, I guess, was there for like, bass or whatever <laughs> of but, course um, funky bass yeah he and he he kept going with that uh-huh. and i guess i also kept going with acting um but yeah then i went to 
Uh, New York University. I went like the NYU. I went to the NYU. I was a total stereotype, just a Jewish girl <laughs> going to NYU for acting. What is NYU? It's NYU. What's the Tisch? Right. Tisch, the Tisch School of the Arts. Yeah. And they have like seven acting studios, and it's very Harry Potter because you do a monologue, and then they're like, "Here's where we see you." And oh, I li- they place they you. place you, and then you get to choose after like two and a half years. So I did. Stella Adler, which is all like imagination based shit. Oh. It's very much like group theater, you know, like Stanislavski based. Like, which is like all these, I guess if you know acting, but it's like just a lot of like, you're supposed to go home and uh, put a bunch of stuff into a purse that your character would hold around with you and write in a journal like a character and make a playlist for yourself, like your character. Like, you go, you do all this details so that becomes a, you you become and it kind of overwhelms you because you're like actually don't need that on a stage <laughs> you just need to know like what you're doing but i guess you like fuck your mind over so much that you're like i'm fully here and i'm looking around and this this like blanket a Heath ledger and joker it's very, situation. yeah you go deep you're supposed to go deep yeah like so that was my training and then i went to london for like shakespeare training what really yeah, i went over to the royal academy of the dramatic the, the dramatic arts for shakespeare <laughs> And I did that for, like, a full, maybe a little over a semester. I guess it's a semester. I don't know. It feels like forever. And then I came back and I did film stuff. And Did you, like, do your own film? Like No, like, there's a film acting. I wish I could have gone through the film program. Mm -hmm. But they do a film acting studio where the dude from Gremlins was the teacher. Oh, really? Zach Galligan. Oh, I guess you could say his name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he was a little problematic before, like, teachers really came out about being problematic. And he would say weird stuff, like, and hit on us. Yeah, he would, like, give us scenes, and he'd be like, you can read for uh, Terry Hatcher in this scene. You could play the Terry Hatcher part. I really gutted her with my dick. Oh. He's like a bat. Yeah, he's like a weird... Guy. So before you knew, yeah, like there were like, the me too. You're like, oh wait, this is complicated. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I know it's kind of weird to think back when the me too movement started happening. I was like, this isn't me. That's I don't. Not- I haven't had anything. And then like I was. Well, that's the funny thing about Nightmare Fuel to kind of pop back. Yeah, is that that's. I was working on this show and I was like, I want to make such a stupid show, the stupidest show, an idiot show. Um, which is really clowny and like seeing the audience and participation mm. and seeking as the performer pleasure on a stage. Yeah. And then the Me Too movement started happening while we were working on it. And I was like, this isn't me. But then I started talking to my collaborator, Brad Wren, and I, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe a weird stuff has happened to me. Isn't that weird? Is that we're conditioned yeah. to be like, okay, so maybe I wasn't touched in that situation or maybe someone didn't like make me like didn't like it wasn't like full out like assaulted assaulted but like in a way i remember having a boss yeah telling me and this was uh, just a few years ago being like grow a pair of tits and take it like a woman and i like whoa (laughs) <laughs> looked at him i was like that that's real this is real life but like he was the fun jokey boss who kind of like crossed the line a little bit but yeah. just enough to be like no you don't really say that to someone when you're a direct when you have director in front of it yes like you have power over someone you can't say you that. can't say that also you just shouldn't probably say that in general that's like not a professional yeah. environment that's not where you go so when you graduated college what did you find yourself doing afterwards like in theater like how did you start immersing yourself after schooling to like continue it because it's like it's hard 
it's hard. Like you, you have to find a career path now after this. Do you do it solo? Do you try to find a, you know, a film company or like a comedy troupe or like, do you start doing improv? Like how, where was life after college and like schooling? Well, I lived, I tried to live in New York for a while afterwards, of course. Yeah. It's the fucking Mecca. And it was like very different. Like, even I lived in Astoria, which was, like, already too expensive at yeah. the time. FIT, everything's, yeah. like, going on. It was just insane. And, like, I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I was just working. Like, I was literally just working in New York. And, like, you can do two things a day there. You can, like, see a friend and go to work. Or you can, like, try to go to an audition. So I was trying to, like, do theater out there, which... You can't really do unless you somehow have, like, a film career, and then you can get into... So I was, like, kind of doing some stuff with friends and small stuff, and then just working a lot, and I, at the time, had an agent for a second who was, like, oh, and I was, like, very fit at the time, (laughs) And and they were, like, cool, like, cut what you're eating in half, go on a treadmill for 45 minutes every day. Like, they were, like, get thin, and I, like... It really messed me up because I was like, oh my God, I'm associating talent and like and body image. Yeah. So I started getting really bummed and New York started like really bumming me out in a big way because I was just like working and it felt like nothing was tangible. Like, you know, I couldn't, the marketplace was there, but like everything was just kind of weird. And I ended up getting this gig for four months to start with. And then it would, could go on if you like at a Renaissance fair in Pennsylvania. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, fuck it dude i miss performing Mm -hmm. i want to get out of this city and so and get paid to do what you like do what i love like i was young i was like 22 and i was like i'm leaving and my agent was like if you leave like and i was like well you're not like filling my time yeah I'm, I'm, i'm miserable here and it was the opposite of new york because it was out it's out in lancaster like pa yeah 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 and it was just amazing it was like you know it's summer camp for adults mm-hmm. and you're performing and you're acting 13 hours a day. And I got to do Shakespeare and improv. And like, I was already kind of an improviser. Um, but I was a real, like for a long time, a hired gun okay. as a performer, like waiting for theater opportunities, waiting, like anything I would do. Yeah. Like, I'll do it. Hire me, write your words for me. I'll do it. And so I love the Renfrew. I ended up doing it for four years all is said and done not consecutively but i, I was love renaissance fairs. it was amazing i love it i love were you able to like write your own bits and like your own kind that's of- a lot of what it is and i didn't even know it at the time and i talked to my friends who went there and i was like weirdly the renaissance fair is the most influential thing i've ever done with performance because you're in a character for 13 hours a day and you're also making bits and planning and mm-hmm. so i was devising which is basically like writing on your feet yeah and then like writing or like planning a little bit scoring out maybe what could happen and then being open to to what's happening and people coming and you know you're interacting live and that's like been the most influential stuff for my work which is literally that like i have a sense of what i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do on stage but i don't know sometimes you just want to and it's being present yeah. yeah and you're following your pleasure so that was super helpful for me. I almost went on the road forever with the rent. Oh, fair really? Because I there was like a little carny time. Well, there's touring. <laughs> there's yeah. touring uh, acts, and I was invited to become a washing wall wench, which is a really big in the circuit. Mm. There's two women, and there's <laughs> a. It. It's amazing, and they drink beer and they wash, and they're like they're really naughty and like they're weirdos. <laughs> and I was just like, 
supposed to go to California and like sleep on a couch and train to be one. And I was like, I can't fucking do this because I was also dating like a touring pirate at the time. (laughs) And he really toured and made his money being a pirate. And like, I thought I was so into him and like, yeah, so it was this crazy The world. wench fell for the pirate. I know. Typical so, love story. Yeah, it's so typical. I think it was a witch at the time. Oh. <laughs> of course, like the herbologist witch person. So I was really into him. Yeah, but that was... I just, like, had such a blast. I think, yeah. I think with, like, the Ren Fair is that you yeah. get to... When you're on stage, you don't always get to see, like, people's reactions. It was but, a like, fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, like you have lights or you have other you're like in your head but it's kind of like offense and defense at the same time yeah. being in like live like continuous like circulation of people at all different times because people like are constantly walking in and out of your performance and like your character yeah so you get to play off of like if you do like an on-call bit you're like oh that did not work well with the last five people like this was their like re- you get to see facial reactions yes. and you're like okay this is how i'm gonna fine-tune yeah. So you get to go back. You're working into that. as you're yeah. going. And then you're also kind of like, you know, you're getting a real, uh, you learn to read people so quickly, mm-hmm. which I think is just like a great skill in general. But like, you're reading people so much, like, this person is going to let me do this to them, but this person will not. Yeah. And I'm really lucky. I don't know how to describe this, but they told me this at the Ren Fair, and then I'm just deciding it's true. <laughs> um, I have a, an ability where people will let me get away with stuff oh you do i don't know what it is and some people have it some don't like i can say really offensive stuff and people will let me and they actually had a big talk with like a cast one year where they're like here's the people that can get away with this and they like literally pointed us out and they were like we don't know what else to tell you and i felt for the other people but sometimes it's just like you feel it somebody says something that maybe hurts someone and it's some unknown quality but then also kind of being the asshole in that you take it you on don't yourself have, yeah you don't have the twinge like the oh or like yeah, they, yeah the they're cringe just being moment. mean yeah and then there's maybe somebody that's like i always come off like maybe i'm like not 100 percent serious or that like i have a good heart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's i'm those, not gonna do me your eyes you. have like yeah. your, you have the soft eyes of like she's really I'm she's romantic. really she's yeah. a very sweet person inside i think you're very um you're animated it's a great genuine animation of like we're gonna have fun and it's it has that kind but you could also be delivering like a very like skull fucking moment yes and no one's going to be offended that you said skull fuck you know what i mean and can like come with me a bit uh which is nice and then some people can't do that like they're like yeah say something really fucked up and you're like oh my god like you're just how like racist yeah or something. exactly yeah. not that i'm saying racist comments so, no. but <laughs> i get away with a lot because i mean i'm i'm you're cute, cute. you're cute hey listeners i'm cute but um and then what happened after oh yeah run for forever and then people were moving to philly my brother lived here yeah my f- best friend moved here and then i was like this seems like a cool vibe and then I, yeah, came here, tried to be a hired hand still, or hired gun. How um how long ago did you move here? Oh my god, it's seven years in December, which is insane, actually. <gasps> Isn't it I can't weird? believe it. Should I leave? No, don't leave. <laughs> don't leave. I, I just got you. You can't leave. <laughs> I, I love Philly. Philly's my home I base. love Philly. Yeah. I love it. And then I went to, um, I started seeing people around town that I thought were dope. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what did they do? And they had all gone to Pig Iron, it's, uh, which is a theater company in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obie Award, amazing, weirdo, experimental-ish stuff. Yeah. They 
open to school for physical and devised work, which is like you're taking acrobatics one day. Every week you're making a new piece of theater. Like it's like Project Runway. You're like pushing yourself to the limits to see like where, like just like making, making, not thinking, making, not thinking. And so every week it's like Project Runway for experimental theater. They're like, here's a plan for people do this, blah, blah, blah. And you're showing and they're like ripping it apart. And you're really like learning to self-produce a bit. It's like working out, but for like for theater. Yeah. But for theater. So you kind of leave the school totally traumatized and (laughs) like, (laughs) then you're like, Oh, okay. Like, so I, yeah, I started doing more devised work then. And I started to feel like I was feeling tired. Like I didn't have control over my career. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm funny or like I have more to offer than just like waiting for a play Mm -hmm. so then I just started to you know get with people around town who also were divisors and we made work together like I was in this amazing I was in some really great shows like um I'll shout them out like my friend Eva Steinmetz is Mm -hmm. so she's Barrymore nominated director she made this beautiful dance theater show about grief called Shuttlefish which should be coming back soon cool I helped make that I helped make um this uh, anti-gravity theater, uh, my friend Frenchie, took all of our diaries, early 2000s girls, oh from when we were 13 God. years old, 13, 14, wrote a script of it, and we don't play ourselves. Oh, and that's so even we're better. On, it's amazing, and it's all the music, and we'll like talk about it, because it's in my stuff for sure. It's all the music of that time, like, pumping through the show. Oh, I found it's a, a great old show. box of notes that oh I used to write myself into my friends yes. in like this little metal box. And I remember being at my parents' house reading them out loud. And it's like, what's up? Emo- like, oh my God, up. yes. And it's arrow. like, <laughs> and arrow up. And then it's like, all I just like sometimes cringe like of what was important back then. And again, thank everything that I grew up in a time where there was no Instagram. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Oh no, I can't because I'd be like, we'd be dead. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even, (sighs) it's hard. I mean, what's amazing is that like the crossover of what's the same. Like I played Mm -hmm. my friend who was raised so religiously Mm -hmm. and it's so similar. And also like seeing me from the outside, I was like, wow, what a fucking poser. (laughs) Like, but I'm just trying on identities. We talked about yeah. that. Like, I tried on so many identities. Yeah, we go through these, like, yeah. weird things of, like, where do we fit in all of it? And, like, yeah. we're so keen to having to, like, only fit in one. I remember hiding certain CDs oh, whenever girl. I would have friends over. Yes. Because I was like, no one needs to know that I'm listening to A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Like, oh. I got this, like, tape oh because of God, the artwork. It. And I got this tape because of the artwork. And I remember being like, I can't, like, hip-hop. Because, like, I have to only, like, punk and metal. I literally was just talking to my roommate today about... I use the example of, like, not being allowed to, like, rap in R&B. As a, mm-hmm. And I was like, but those kids... I literally said, but if you meet those kids that liked a tribe called Quest when we were, like... T- like, I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. said an example. So <laughs> that's amazing that you're, like... Because that is circle. so cool. It, yeah. Yeah. Now that's I, like, so look cool. back and I'm like, Katie, you were cool. You liked You've cool You've always shit. been cool, just like you weren't your full, full self. Yeah. I wasn't true to myself oh because my I was God. so scared of people being like, you're a little weirdo, kid. I feel that. I got, um, ooh, what was it? Stinkonia. Oh, yeah. When I was, like, 13 years old. And, like, 
I couldn't explain it to any. Like, even asking for it for Hanukkah, I was just like, I saw this video. I watched so much BT. I saw this video, B.O.B., and I was like, bombs over Baghdad. I was like, I need this album. And then I think, like, listening to Outkast at the time, like, you know when you hear sex stuff and you're just like, I'm not understanding. I don't understand this, but this sounds real hot. Yeah. It's real fun. It's hot and fun. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was a great. I mean, that show is so, I'm so proud of it. They're, they, and the thing about devising that's always funny too, is sometimes you make a role or you help make a mm-hmm. role and then you let it go. Yeah. Somebody else is actually playing the role now. How yeah, hard is, it. how hard is it to just let c- control? It is hard. It is really hard because I'm like, I loved, like, I wasn't even the first person in this role. Like in a smaller mm-hmm. version, there was somebody else who was an actor in it. And then I took it over and made it larger. And then now somebody else is in it. And it's like. Yeah, it's like a child, and you're like, okay, bye. Like, I've I've yeah. did my job of raising you up until this point, and yeah. now you have to go experience college. And they're amazing. Yeah, and it's great. And what other... Sh- um, just, like, a shout-out, like... Because I think it's sort of such a Philly thing, too. Like, I helped... Uh, Johnny Showcase is an amazing band in town. Yeah, so great. He made a kids show, oh, and then cool. that's actually how I met Kepler. To bring that full circle, oh. is that Kepler is uh, the bassist in Johnny Showcase, and then I started working. Uh, I knew Dave Sweeney from, I was supposed to be in like a show with him. Okay, cool. And then I started listening to Johnny Showcase. I'm like, well, this is the best. Yeah. And then it was like, we're making a kid show. And I have never fought so hard to be in a show. Like they didn't want me in it. (laughs) They were like, like, no, we're thinking of like really having like, you know, interesting actor. Like not that I wasn't, (laughs) but they were like, just, you know, trying to check a lot of more elaborate. Yeah. And then like, I was like, no, it's me. No, like, like I'm you gonna help me. you make this, and so I didn't have to fight that much, but a little bit. And then, yeah, I got to meet everyone in that band and make the show. And you know, we're trying to write a pilot. I know Dave wouldn't want me to say that, but <laughs> we wrote a pilot, and it should just we should just make this show. You should. Um, it's so good. Start connecting. The with script is incredible. Videographers, yeah, and just fucking but it's not. Take it to you know, I'm level. not the lead artist, which is another weird devising thing. Is it so? I think that's the most important part is that like you just decided that at that point that there was no more like, okay, I'm done waiting for things to open up for me. So I'm going to open them up for myself. myself. And I actually at that time too, like I was making nightmare fuel because I was like, I need to, I couldn't even actually wait for like an ensemble. I started Mm -hmm. feeling like I had, I started feeling like I want something I can do instead of dealing with schedules and whatever. I was like, I want my own thing. Yeah. I, I am not in a band and I want a tour. Yeah. And so what can I do? Is and create so, your own show. Yeah. And I, and I made it from this place of like, how can I make this show so easy to pack up, easy to go. I can run it. And I even like run my own sound, which is like with a guitar pedal. Yeah. I like cue it with a guitar pedal and I, feel like I'm living out sort of some punk rock fantasy. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was like, I went to my friend who I'd met, Brad Wren, who's such an incredible performer in town. And he's a great maker with the Berserker residents who are so talented. And I was like, I want to make an idiot show. Help me. <laughs> and so he was like this accountability buddy, director, writer, like helper, collaborator. And so now we're working on a second show together called Ben Franklin Sex Party, which I... Uh, I presented in the free fringe. I love, I love it. You know, one of my best jokes ever is that syphilis gave us electricity. I know it did. (laughs) It did. It really helped us. It's like, yeah, it's a really crazy show. I have to make the other half of it. Um, But yeah, so like, 
So with Nightmare Fuel, yeah. how long did it take to, to make it? To make it and I'm start releasing. I'm trying to think releasing. on the way over. I started in, I guess, 2017, end of September. I showed a first version of it in mid-November. Okay. So I, like, sporadically... A couple months. Yeah, and I had, like, kind of an hour. Um, and then you just kind of make stuff, generate material, and then you kill it off oh, as it yeah. goes. So then I did a second version in March which was a little closer to it. Mm-hmm. And then I worked consistently because I was going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, that's which is awesome. The, like the largest in the world. And it's basically, you do like 25 days of the performance in a row. You do it every single day, same time. Oh, shit. So I was like, I got to make this show. And be like really fun. And good at it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, it, it needs to be close to it. And then um, even like Brad's wife, who's also like, Oh, such a talent in this town. Adrian Mackey, Swim Pony is her oh, cool. company. She came in and like fine-tuned and finished and directed the end of it, which is great. Like I had somebody like really collaborating making mm-hmm. and she came in as a director and was like, "This is the script now. You can't keep changing it." <laughs> and so, yeah, I went abroad and I did it and that's where I really found it, I think. Was that so over after the year when I came back and did the Philly Fringe, it was so tight, hot, like it's it's version and i still tweak it quite a bit so you've seen it basically like from start to finish like i would say 55 performance like 50 performances later that's amazing so yeah like so it's like a it's a hot show now yeah and especially like i would say this too you've seen it in a place like i was engaged when i made that show i was like in a very happy place and not that I'm not, but I actually think the show is better. Now that because you I'm are like, little... oh, life is weird. And actually, there's not an answer. Yeah. There's and... no, like, happy ending. <laughs> Shit happens. And, and it's only, and it adds to the work. And yeah, so Nightmare feels like a little retired. I want to take it to New York and LA this year. For people who don't know, Nightmare yeah. Fuel is about a toxic relationship yes. and like how certain objects can recreate moments and kind of like you think about things that someone says and that you're like oh you totally like blow past red flags and you're like yeah it's you're being gaslit you don't need gaslighted and you have no idea and then dudes who do things because they think that like they have to do it yeah. um and like sexual <laughs> sexual things which yeah. came up to do you spit on your finger or do you lick do your this- fingers and stick it in everyone's mouth i I try to do it every show every show do and people- i would say most of the time people are down like i said before it's like I think I have a good sense of who's down a clown, you okay, know? Yeah, and yeah. so I'm looking the whole show. I'm also scoping out and, like, trying to choose who's going to be what in it. Oh, yeah. okay. And like, I would say who's... the elevator pitch of the show. That was actually... I love hearing other people's description of my show. Because I'm like, I don't even know I'm so deep in it now that I'm like, what is it? What is it? Where, my what elevator people... pitch, like, what I would say on the streets in Scotland is just like, uh, it's a naughty slumber party about demons and stupid ex-boyfriends. Ooh. Ooh, I love yeah, that. Which yeah, is just yeah. like, because it's about, yeah, it's about when you're 13 years old, 14 years old, and things are forbidden and sexy. And then also, like, if you go towards those feelings and that pleasure again, and women seeking pleasure, how, like, it's so wrapped up sometimes in pain. Yeah. And, like, how do we continue to look for pleasure if we're, like, traumatized? And, and-, and I had a gaslight boyfriend who... Yeah, he. I didn't know. I mean, gaslighting is so crazy. You don't know. You you don't don't know until after you're done, and you're like, or you find yourself in another friendship or relationship, and you're like, "Uh, you know what? 
What was that other that's thing that norm- happened? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not normal, yeah. actually. Like, yeah, it was like, for me, it was funny. It was happening during the school when I started Pig Iron. Oh, okay. And the school is a weird school. So at first it was like, oh, man, that school is crazy. That school is so crazy. He'd say that. And then he'd be like, wow, when you come home from school, you're like, you act crazy afterwards. I can tell you went to school. Yeah. That crazy school. And then it was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. And then it was like, why you can't you don't know how you feel because you're yeah. crazy oh so yeah. that was really my gaslighting is like don't even come for me because you're crazy like yeah and so you All, have no everything you have no you ground say, to stand yeah. on everything you, you can't say ever even, yeah your emotions are driven. invalid yeah because you're crazy <sighs> and so i just like weirdly saw magic mike xl <laughs> and i had like and i was like the men in this are nicer than my fucking boyfriend at this point who like we're a year in and he's a fucking monster to me and i was like we're done yeah can't happen he was like putting such weird energy on me that like he thought i was like sickly because i was like dealing with food allergy stuff and he told me that i was like probably too stressed out and his sister died and she was stressing like had stressed in like so many so many different things odd things that you're like you're just taking on somebody's weird stuff it's emotional um, it's it's emotionally unloading when we we give too much information like hey can i you know grab that jacket that i left at the house because like my ex gave it to me and he's no longer with me and you know it's really necessary for me to get that back and it's like or you asking for a jacket. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, just ask for a jacket. Like there's, or can I get a pass into this place? Like this person, you know, really meant a lot to me and the tickets are all sold out. It's just like, no, just ask like, Hey, is there any chance I can get, you're a- saying women do that? No, or just, just people. And people in we general. do that in so, general. Like, we just emotionally unload before we ask a question. And it's like, we don't need to put emotions on another people. Just ask the question. But I, I've real, I think about this all the time now, like emotional labor and what we put on other people. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, once you kind of open that world, you realize how much you do it yourself. A hundred percent. I realize that a hundred. Yeah, it's but hard. But sometimes I need it. Like I'm in a place now where I actually like, I need to, I need people to hold me a bit, uh-huh. but I know I can ask for it. Like exactly. I'm at, like, I'm at a place where I'm like really asking for friends and I'm trying to be like, Hey, if this is too much, just tell me. Yeah. Like, well, but I need it. We, we just went like full circle and we everything. Full circle. Full yeah. circle. And now we get oh. to talk about a playlist and, and the, the musical, uh, preferences of, of everything. Oh I'm God. going to play a song from a local band and oh. then we will talk about your playlist. I feel very vulnerable. <laughs> Strong I ain't 
crept into my mind Crept into my mind Recording. Oh, Harley, we are not. You, you're gonna have to. T- oh my God, Harley is so mad. She is so mad. There is a cat in the house. The we. You want you want to tell everyone how you feel? Now she's like, "Fuck this shit." Harley's a full mood right now. She is. Mercury in retrograde oh has God. already taken effect for her. <laughs> I can't deal. Cat's going upstairs. You're, yeah, you're good fine. now. You should chill. We have two people loving on you. Right? It's just good. So now we are getting into the playlist portion where we get to know about all of Sarah's inner demons of music. Um, what did you grow up listening to? I know we kind of touched on it before, yeah. but uh, what was like young Sarah listening to? Um, yeah, I guess I would say like I was such a pop punk emo New Jersey kid. kid. Oh yeah, Saves I mean, the Day. Oh, yeah, Hot I Rod mean, Circuit. Yes, we, girl, you we know. already know it. And you know, I am literally mourning a little that they're playing tonight so, in New I Jersey. Know. <laughs> And I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be an adult and go to a Halloween party. Yeah. We're going to be around the people that we've matured that we like brings us joy. Joy. I don't need to go back anymore. Yeah. But real talk, I did see Hot Rod Circuit like, I would say two years ago, they randomly were like in my town and they were like, we're going to play a small show at like a nothing bar. Well, they were, it was their 15th anniversary of Sorry About Tomorrow. So they just played through that and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm 
I'm all about it. I was it. like, it was, I was there with my, one of my best friends, Chris, and I was just like, yeah. You know what's funny is that I knew we would definitely be friends, besides me putting your, my fingers in your mouth and nightmare fuel. <laughs> like, I don't know when you told me you liked Hot Rod Circuit, but like, I meet so few people who like that band. Yeah. And it's like, I, this year I've met two people, which is actually a lot. Uh, like it's a lot. Circuit. Yeah. But like, I, and I know you, both of you will be in my life forever. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm just for like, sure. oh, these people are in my life. It, yeah. We're immediately connected and we're just like, we get around each other as if we've known each other for years. It's so weird. I was just telling you yeah, that the yeah, other yeah. night. I was just like, what's actually funny is we don't know each other. We don't know, but we just like tell each other things yeah, as if you're it's open as if know. you've been in my yeah. life. Yeah, and it's amazing. And I'm I'm sharing. <laughs> Thank you for taking on my emotional labor. Of course, of course. But yeah, Harad Circuit was I would say like out of those sort of emo bands. Like I guess they're not, but whatever they are, that was like number one. Saves Coheed. the day. Coheed armor Ugh. for sleep, but also like. That scene, too, is, like, so complex. So we have a lot of weird things related to, like, sex, I feel mm-hmm. like, because that's, like, their music even, like, as an example, it's, like, it's sexy, but it's also about, like, maybe dying. It's yeah, about, maybe like, either a dying, woman, A woman drugs, gets chopped up. Yeah. Um, doing drugs. And it's this real attitude of, like, I don't actually give a shit. I don't actually give a shit. Yeah. But I do give so much of a shit. White male perspective is all that music. So however women in that world try to fit in is like what has really shaped like my self. Yeah. (laughs) My image of myself. Because I'm like, I'm always trying to be cool and apathetic. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm the most gooey person. (laughs) So I listen to a lot of that. Uh, that really shaped me, like all that sort of time. What was your a lot first of the Smiths, concert? A lot of more. Oh, my first concert ever! Oh my god, it was. This is crazy. At Mammoth University, they kissed. Oh my they god, kissed. everyone listening, the creatures have kissed each other, and it's fine. It's fine. The the, actually, the is, cat kissed the, the dog. Cat kissed which is Harley. This and is Harley just okay. doesn't understand. This oh, is going to be okay. Now wants to Uh-oh. scratch the couch. No. We're Get not. out of here, Fitzwilliams. Fitzwilliams, you're acting non-domesticated. And then, um, first concert ever, my mom brought me to, at the local university, she brought me to the Goo Goo Dolls. I but love was, the Goo Goo Dolls. But it was when they were punk. Yeah. A Boy Named Goo. Oh, yeah. It was that album. And all the albums Long before. Way down. I don't think I'm... Yeah, it's I so think, good. Okay, so also, we yeah. just had a revelation. Sarah is literally going to be in my life forever because... If you ever listen to the intro when I decide to like talk yeah. about starting the podcast, I said it's really my way of fitting in talking about the Goo Goo Dolls and Shut Eddie Money. Up. And it's because Oh my god, I love R.I.P. <laughs> right? R.I.P. Yeah. Um Eddie Money, you were a saint. Um <laughs> I really hope you got your two tickets to Paradise. I <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls self-titled. Yeah. And Jed and the polka dot album i can never remember the name superstar car wash and boy named goo buffalo represent old goo goo doll oh. sounds like replacements okay 100%. i'm gonna go listen yeah because what's also crazy about that concert is um it was my first concert there's no there's no seats like it's a normal yeah. con- like it's a normal concert we know now but at the time it's like i don't know what to expect and so we're like let's go up against this fence oh no yeah, one's yeah, up yeah. here and so i'm nine years old and the bouncer is like you're gonna have to push your daughter down because people are crowd surfing and that she will get hit hit in the head head. because it's like a space and so my mom kept pushing me down it was like the most insane maybe traumatic experience but like 
really crazy i remember asking my mom at that show because hole was gonna play like a month later oh. and i loved hole yeah oh and i, I was love like hole too can, can we come see hole and my mom was like you shouldn't come see courtney love like it was oh, like yeah like i think it's a little adult yeah that's fair yeah, yeah. and Especially, i was like okay. you're gonna probably see stuff that like yeah. i guess if we're going way back like i remember being in my mom's car a lot and she played so much music so what i was raised on was like ugh, obviously I'm from Asbury Park, New Jersey. So Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen a little bit. Yeah. But like good old Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. The river. The, Nebraska. Yeah, I would even say before that. Yeah. I would say like, you know, like I live near 10th Avenue. Like for 10th Avenue. Yeah. I live near that in Belmar. And then like, yeah, I mean, he's around, dude. I'm right by the Stone Pony. Like that's actually where I, my parents still live. It's oh, like they're two minutes yeah. from the Stone Pony. I love the Stone Pony. It's, it's, an, it's an insane venue. I mean, they have that whole outdoor, but yeah. Raised on that, obviously, like, I put on the, if we're dabbing back in into the playlist, like, uh, the last song on the playlist I put was Led Zeppelin, which I just feel like I could have chosen a million things to kind of represent my parents and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I still listen to so much Led Zeppelin. But Led Zeppelin is one <sighs> of those iconic parent bands. I, and it's such a parent band, and my dad, like tells this amazing story where he was like i guess 16 had to take the sats the next day saw led zeppelin the night before and like was up against a fucking speaker and it's like the 70s Blair, when they blast yeah. and he's like i know he's like i couldn't hear shit <laughs> they're telling me to put pencils down and i'm like he i'm just working what? i'm just working yeah yeah he's Someone's like tapping me on those doing the SATs, <laughs> probably like did better because of it but i mean also yeah like performatively like i think about robert plant like all the time because robert plant is sexiest he's fuck. maybe the sec i want to be him and i want to fuck him and i want to meet a man that's robert plant like i'm so fucking and that song is just like sexy and just like yeah he's so goddamn sexy yeah so one of the yeah she, what she's talking about is she put yeah. on hey hey what can i do um which is, which is okay. everything sort of over like okay this is making me vulnerable about the podcast but like I'm. I, everyone feels gets overplayed so, to me. Yeah, but like, everyone and gets I'm like, so oh, scared about stuff. choosing songs. And yeah. one of the things I talk about in an upcoming episode is like, I have no shame. I will listen to a song a hundred times in a row. Yes. And I, it's my prerogative to listen to that song over and over. It makes me feel good. It makes me like it's a soundtrack to my life, and no one else has got to listen. But I also if you think don't want to. From what we were talking about before this podcast, and mm-hmm. even on this podcast, like. That is amazing that you feel that way coming from the same sort of scene that we came oh, from. Yeah. Where we were so embarrassed. Yeah, about we're everything. so embarrassed. And I'm still like yeah. that. I just made a playlist for my man, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I made a playlist yeah, for my man, my boo thing, my barnacle, and I was so nervous because he's a musician. Yeah. Harley, what's Harley, up, babe? cool. She's freaking out. Um, and I was so embarrassed. And actually, the best compliment he gave me was just like. <laughs> I had to give like two edits of the playlist because I was like, I don't know if the first, it, the, the first, first one, I was, wasn't revised. Are you going to well. think I'm cool enough? It, it Are you going to think like, I'm interesting? Flow as well oh. as I thought. And maybe I was trying too hard with the first and then I was actually more real with the second. And then he was like, you listen to more music than I do. And I was like, oh, well I'm good then. Oh, like, okay. Then I'm fine. I'm cool. I know yeah, I'm cool. But it's like, like it's it doesn't fine. matter. It's like actually being true to yourself with music is probably the best thing to do. And like, I'm very into Carly Rae Jepsen right now. <laughs> like, I love that that's where you yourself yeah, is I'm that in you're a like, pop I don't moment. care I yeah don't care and 
and a real and a real R and B moment. Yeah, which I'm happy to talk. But yeah, so we're gonna go into the playlist yeah, a, a little bit. So I asked you to break up like things of like performance, so- like songs that like you yeah. have memories we'll with performance, and then songs that you have memories, uh, songs that are just like you, like what what yes. Sarah is all about. And, and so the weird thing about this is that I would say like especially being a solo worker and mm-hmm. then also like somebody who is like writing so much of myself is in all the work I do so it doesn't feel it feels like a full, a full playlist, playlist of like of just but I did you. try to divide it yeah well, you know it's good it's but a little it's bit of it's it's a a good seasoning um yeah. hey babes I again because we have the same back like we come from the, like the same background of music there's a lot of songs on here that I'm like fuck yes this is middle school and one of them yes. is talking about since we're just coming out of like Halloween and uh, the month of October is Dragula by Rob Zombie <laughs> did you ever listen to White Zombie and see Sean <sighs> the bassist and just want to encapsulate everything that she was like do I, this I liked to be with bass the, all the animals are on me right now they're literally surrounding me um i i usually dated bassists i wanted to be a drummer and i still want to be a drummer. yeah you can still be I a drummer still be a drummer i guess it's possible hey kitty but white zombie is hot and i'm still actually like i haven't tapped into that as much yeah um but i'm it's just that start- weird alternative it's like that industrial yeah. which i love though and i d- wasn't into it when i was young like a lot of this stuff is like some of it's from when i'm young but i would say dragula is like definitely when i was young but i listened to that song for a long time with nightmare fuel i had to listen to it the last thing before i went on stage oh okay. I, I don't know what it is about that song i was like i think the it, fast paced motion in that like that, and it's like it's uh, and nightmare fuel for a long time was really antagonistic to the mm-hmm. audience and it felt like that i was like fuck you i'm fucking gonna do this show i'm gonna listen to Dracula whether you like it or not it. Yeah. yeah and it's just it was amazing like so that is on there because literally I've listened to it a, a million, a million, million times, times yeah. just to get yourself pumped and it's just up. A dope ass song like "Live, Laugh, Love, Dragula." <laughs> Live, Laugh, <laughs> Love, that Dragula. <laughs> yeah, uh, clavicle alkaline trio. You know I have an alkaline trio tattoo because I'm that girl up. on my ribs. Don't you get in for free for every show or yeah, something? something? Oh my along god! That line. I, yeah, that. I was listening to that on the way over today, and I was like, why is this in the performance section? Because that is such a... God damn it, it's such a great album. That's a great album. I was just listening to it the other day again. And I Clavicle is such a hot, awesome, awesome. song. And so that feels like... That's and like I, Alkaline True is a real weird... Boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> and it feels like a weird like touchstone in Nightmare Fuel, because I don't think they're actually bad guys. But I do think the fact that a lot of their songs are about like cutting up women or yeah. cutting people up, oh, yeah, or yeah. they're like the gorier version of these actual bad guys. Mm-hmm. And so I just like not that this song, but the song is like hot, and I'm no, sort but of like, like into. She I'm just took like, them to the to the yeah, lake and yeah. like or like well, the old the newer like Good Morning. Album. And there's like, a lot of like a lot Stab of one, yeah. So I was like such a f- fucking fourteen year old, like writing their lyrics on my Spooky hands. Emo girl. So I that's still like yeah. Actually, like this guy came and visited me a few years ago, and he brought me this Alkaline Trio T-shirt, and it was maybe one of the best gifts Some I've been given most recently. Problematic boyfriends have been obsessed with Alkaline, Alkaline Trio, Trio, and I have to get my shit into check. I know. <laughs> as I soon know. as a boy when somebody tells like, me I like it, though, I'm like, oh, I feel you. As soon as a dude's like, I love Alkaline Trio, they're like my favorite band. I'm like, red flag done. 
<laughs> oh, that's I, so funny. I, I have a tattoo. Yeah. I'm already calling it You're right like, now. I'm, good. I'm the one um, who likes it. You can't like it. Yeah. yeah. But going back into it, it you put Last Caress talking about albums. This is all, that this is all about. like a nightmare fuel world and sort of this like uh, you know because I'm your t- problematic boyfriend. I have a misfits tattoo. I know. I know. <laughs> Because also, like, yeah, isn't Danzig sort of hot in a weird way, too? Yeah, but he's, like, five foot five, and he's got, and, like, he is so weird. And, like, Last Caress, like, talking about embarrassing stuff, it's, like, that's the way everyone gets into the Misfits is that song. Because they're, like, Mm. this song is fucking about raping and babies (laughs) and, you know, and... I remember listening to it when I was so young and this, that actually ends Nightmare Fuel. Like after everything's done, it's like the last song. So it really like it. And I was thinking about it, listening to it today. Like the pace of the misfits is maybe my own heartbeat as a performer. It's just like, I'm, just a, I'm like, a punk and, yeah. So I'm like, everything is fast. I'm from Jersey. We talk fast. Like I'm, I'm just like, you're raring to go. Make You're on stuff. To the next I want to yeah. make stuff that feels like punk, and this song is like just so that world of like, oh, it's so inappropriate now to listen to that song. Like it and feels like, is it weird? And I just love the Misfits because they're just spooky bitches. I love I. I love a spooky bitch. I love a spooky bitch. That's why I love you. <laughs> That's why we love each other. <laughs> um, but I skipped right over "I Love You Always and Forever" by Donna Lewis. Oh my god. But this is like the epitome of my like teen years. Is yeah. that like you, like real, like in the beginning of your show when you're like dirty sleepovers and yeah, like the nasty squeezes, the, yeah, yeah, the nasty squeezes and like what gets us off and like yeah. we, we kind of had off off microphone of like our like weird like isn't How, it when weird? you first masturbate when you, as when a you kid. first masturbate as a kid and you're just like. Is this is this like, it? Is this it? Is this even what? just like we're like, talking about like, and I always talk about this in my show because I'm obsessed about this in my shows. It's like, what is a female orgasm like? Yeah, because I think I'm right, and then everyone's like, yeah, that's mine. That's it's like porn is wrong, and porn. we're right. Yeah, like yeah. So this is the sort of other half. Nightmare Fuel is sort of divided into two things, where it's like me. I call myself Sarah Prime in it because I play Sarah, but I'm a weird version of myself. Yeah. That's very naughty. Um, I want to say I'm like sort of queer in the show, which I love. Like, yeah, but like I'm a, no, a I'm so boringly straight in real life. I'm so boring. I don't I think you're boringly boring. straight. I'm the in most real boring life. straight person. I feel like we we did a lot yeah. of tongue action on Halloween. There's a, there's a lot. There, if you come to see the new show, there's, there's a, living in life. There's definitely going to be some tongue with the yeah. heroes. Um, <laughs> and we're telling you yesterday, and so yeah, Donna Lewis is like. That's like in my pre-show, and it really feels like the vibe of the other half of Nightmare mm-hmm. Fuel. If there's the emo gaslighting boyfriend, the other half is the search for pleasure mm-hmm. when you're 13, 14, 12, whatever, and you're like doing things that are weird, like lighting shit on fire and stealing like drugs, and, and, and then also yeah. like squeezing yourself into your like, is that an orgasm? Is like, that that's so yeah, good? That it's I like. so that time period, and that's that slumber party thing, and. I mean, I would just say this, like, as a story with that. It's, like, it has nothing to do with it, but it reminds me of the time when we first watched Cruel Intentions. Oh, <gasps> yes! Where everything in your every, body, you're, like... Yes, and every girl, you know most girls fucking watched that movie and fucking kissed each other afterwards. Oh, 100%. We literally, in my house, like, we had a slumber party. Hey, Mom and Dad. 
<laughs> and I had like a squeezy stress ball I had at that time. And we put it between our lips. It was three girls. And we'd put it between our lips. We'd put each side of it on the squeezy ball. And then the third girl would like karate chop it out. So then we'd like fall, fall in and kiss each other. Uh, Bee Gees, how deep oh my is God. your love? So this is sort of like where I am in the world of performance. And then it's leading into like kind of me self. Which is like I made I'm making Ben Franklin sex party, which like if Nightmare Fuel is sort of antagonistic towards the audience, I'm trying to sort of create this world with Ben Franklin where like I I wanna love my audiences more and I wanna make them it's like much more maternal and I wanna yeah. feel safe and for some reason, like what's really like kind of on brand with the show, like the seventies and the key parties and all that oh, feels yeah, yeah. so like disco feels so right with the show. Um, which is about like making a country and also making the rules for a sex party. Like that's yeah. essentially what the show is right now. I have to make the rest of it, <laughs> but I just love the Bee Gees. I love how squeaky clean they sound and perfect. And I just think music is like the the Beach Boys are kind of like that too. It's like it's almost sad, yeah, because it's, it's so perfect. But also like I'm really feeling like I don't always want to listen to breakup music anymore, right? And I, I want to really, start feeling good yeah. even when I'm sad. And I just really I love this song and. The second verse is my favorite, and like the endearing eyes that you just oh gave talking about the song. I, well, this barnacle person that I'm sort of seeing, like I was telling them about that I'm really into the Bee Gees right now, and they started singing this song to me, and I was like, I actually can't live. Like, can you please? Can you stop? Like, please don't to, sing to me. Please don't. Can you take your talent and not and, and not hold it in and hold it in? I mean, I have to wait go- to show my talent so you can fucking hold it in, please. Um. Yeah. You go into Ooh Do You by Miguel. You were really nervous that you didn't choose the right, the right Miguel song. But there it that's that's not a thing. There there is no wrong Miguel song. I think there was a real time in my like late twenties, early thirties, like oh, this is so weird how sexual this podcast is become. <laughs> but I think I was just like, I'm gonna Oh my God, like the world of pleasure is so limited what we're taught, but it's actually much more extensive what turns us on and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I think it was also the same time that I was like listening to an, a lot of R&B and Miguel. And I'm like, I want to just like, yeah, actually touch my butt and do this and whatever. And, and, and embrace my, the things that I want. And yeah. I know like, I'm actually figuring out what I want. And I think it's like, I mean, I'm trying to stay curious to it all the mm-hmm. time. And I'm still, guys, listen, I'm boringly straight. I'm the most <laughs> vanilla person in bed so me saying that is still so vanilla but it's actually me putting myself at the same level that i would put a partner i'm just gonna put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode i'm just gonna be like sarah sarah's mom and dad please don't listen i think both you and i are just like on a new adventure and that's what exactly and we're just we're talking about it off mic and now on this podcast podcast and it's just it's there i would say this song Oh, Miguel. Um, Sex. Who can go wrong? I want to fuck him. I want to listen to him. I've said it before. You just really need the whole Miguel catalog, and that's your sex playlist. And also, yeah, like, this song specifically, like, watch the video, guys. It's him and his now wife, and they're obsessed with each other in real life. And, like, watch it. It's so sweet. And it's, like, he kind of comes off as, like, an R&B Elvis in it, and it's just so good. It's amazing. And also, like, literally the first time I heard this song, I laughed so hard when the reveal of like, because this whole song is like, do you like drugs? I do. Do, but and then I, it's like, and I but want you as. Do you, you like, like? I'm gonna do you like, like I would do drugs. drugs. And at the yeah. end, you don't feel it, realize it to the end, and I literally died laughing, came my pants, slid down a chair, <laughs> was so wet, like. 
We'll listen to it and listen to Miguel. Like, yeah, seriously. Oh God! All of why, like I said, you can wild, just put a wild heart on uh, wild heart deluxe, waves. and you just ooh. and also the Tame Impala remix. Yes, of waves is so oh. good. Again, oh, Jersey. That's so Jersey. Like <laughs> so Jersey. Um, now we're into the mys the me part of the playlist. The you just part because FYI. Hot Rod Circuit at Ugh. Nature's Mercy. I the reason why is like we just became like internet friends. Yes. I posted. At Nature's yes, Mercy, yes. like the song, you're like, oh my god, I love them. And then a few months later, I posted the show, like, Ugh. announcement on Brooklyn Vegan. And I was like... We gotta go. We have to go. Tickets were too expensive. They were. Why we're not going tonight, guys. Yeah, and we're now in our 30s, and now we're realizing that, like, our experiences with our friends doing, yeah. like, funky dances, listening to good music, yes. being around weird people, talking about weird stuff is more interesting than going to see a reunion. And I would say, like... You're actually blowing my mind with that right now because I like definitely have felt that way at these kind of weird, like, oh, the email bands come back moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, you're right. It doesn't really actually necessarily make us feel better. Yeah. It's like, because we aren't reliving a good time. No. (laughs) We also, like, I feel like that it, that part of us, that old part of us of like showing, are like credentials that like yeah we like this music yeah i'm cool i knew that band before anyone else yeah it reverts back as soon as we see one of these reunion shows we're like no we have to buy tickets i have to show that i had i had that we don't and we're just saying like we don't dance the same way like we can go to a disco party anywhere and 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 slay and like we even just went to a concert the other night we were dancing dancing the whole night we didn't give a shit we started that dance party And I don't know. Hey, I Mercedes. Oh, oh my God. Hey, Mercedes. Braid. Braid. Hey, Mercedes. Love Braid. Yes. Oh, my God. Love Braid. His other album, City on Film. Yes. I lo- and he does an amazing... Actually, guys, Bob Nana does this amazing cover of Come On Eileen. Yes. With a Bob like Nana's a just amazing. He's amazing. Other One tour. of my first shows alone was uh, Without Parents. Because my mom was very cool. And she did actually come with us oh, a lot. Oh, that's which awesome. Is actually, yeah. She came to the Vans Warped Tour with me and my friend. Which Fuck is yes. insane. Um, but she... Uh, but my first show alone was the local band in town armor for sleep open yeah car underwater yeah and it was so before that i think they just had an ep out at the time (laughs) it was armor for sleep taking back sunday midtown but living well is the best revenge mid Uh, or whatever yeah 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 that midtown oh yeah so So it was just like it was all of them before they even got relatively even like yeah like guys i'm sort of cool so we're so basically but i'm not cool but this like podcast is just like basically us being like we're cool did you get it that? Did you get that work? We're, we're totally yeah, cool. Animals have now taken people on. I have the yeah. cat. <laughs> it's just like Harley is very unsure, even She's though that the cat, the cat is not trying to swat at her. She's um, trauma, past trauma. You also put real estate on here. Okay, let me talk. This is making me feel embarrassed, but not really. Why? I fucking love real estate. I put on It's Real. And here's the thing, guys. I was raised at the beach. I'm yeah. a beach kid. This You're song, a Jersey kid. This is a Jersey kid. And I feel like this song, like, this is a band, weirdly, that I also have brought to my mom. And, and she, she loves, loves real them. estate. Aww. So we will sit at the fucking beach and drink wine and listen to real estate. And this song specifically makes me think of love. And also, like, weirdly skateboarding down a street. I was in a skateboarding game. But, like, going and the sun and the beach. And it's, like, I just, like. It's nostalgic for you. It's nostalgic. And it, at the same time, it, like, I if I'm freaking out, if I put on real estate, it just comes. And you. that's the thing too, like amazing band. Live? Not so great. It's like hard to listen to these bands that are super relaxing. Yeah. Live. It is. Oh my god, a hundred percent. I just they can't I mean they're selling it, but they can't also what can they do? A lot of times it's just a 
a, a venue full of fans singing along to their songs exactly. that I can't even hear, and it's exactly. not fun. And here's the thing. If you don't know if you've heard real estate or not, if you've been to a coffee shop in the last three years, you've, you've heard, heard real estate. estate for you've sure. You've heard them. Now I've attracted all the animals. They're all on you. Um, you also put This Tornado Loves You by Nico Case. So I love Nico Case. I know this is like a bigger song, maybe. Maybe I'm just thinking it's You're strange. You're just overthinking it I'm for over- yourself. I love nico case so much i know that's a weird opinion oh the cat's touching my necklace and then this song specifically like if i was gonna get a tattoo i love i love that here sentence. we go here we go we're ready if for I was that gonna story get a tattoo, i went to a nico case show once and i was going to like a ton when she came out with this album uh middle cyclone and there was this weird animation that like somebody had made that was behind her of like a tornado with a heartbeat yeah yeah, yeah. and it was destroying the town and i was like that's me and I like really still years later feel like if I was something, I'm like a like a big hearted tornado. Oh, I like, love that. Isn't that weird? It's so no, weird. No, it's not weird. Like it's a- I kind of am like I'm a I feel like I'm a chaos lord and I want chaos and I also want to blow up my own life in a bad way but I also want to like change things and move stuff but maybe it's for good but it's like I'm also a gooey mess. I like a tornado. So if I was a tornado with a... Like, that's me. And this song makes me think of that. And there's so much love in the song. And, like, she's amazing. And I wish I could sing like her. And I'm just, like... I will love Nico Case forever. I love that explanation. I love it. So, yeah. I, I, like, I lo- maybe a good one. <laughs> it makes me happy. It really makes my heart happy when people get really into their playlists. Yeah. And, like, what their songs and why they chose their songs. Yeah, like, that just I did means, think about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. You didn't just add a bunch of, like... Yeah. random songs and was like here this is yeah. it yeah yeah here we go i can tell these are just songs i like yeah um and then father john misty okay Nancy also from another so embarrassing i'm so embarrassed guys why well it's the same sort of thing it's like is he weird like a lot of people don't like him i don't love his last two albums i'm gonna be real um but i love father john misty so much the first two albums i love seeing him i love, I love seeing he's, him live he, speaking the opposite of real estate yeah this is someone that truly performs their music in a way that's amazing. I think just because he's he, a showman, he's in a showman, he's an artist showman. So it's kind of like acting, like and everything I think is his, a performance yes, for him. And his time with Fleet Foxes, just being on the drums, like yeah. he didn't get to do that. And now he's like, oh, here I am. This is this is me. Ooh. This is how I want to present and my I, music. I love you, Honey Bear. Is this is not on that album? No, but like that album is so. I think that's love. It's this complicated, it's not good. Yeah. And it's complicated and it's sexy and it's people dying. Like, it's so weird. And like, it's life. If you also look up this YouTube where like, what is it? Like La Bibliotech something, this French Mm -hmm. group that puts on like low, like low fi versions of bands. He plays this song from that album. I went to the store one day where he's just playing and his wife is in the cafe and it's about them. That's yeah. And it's just like with a fucking violin and him on an acoustic guitar. And it's like in a dimly lit French cafe. And she just looks like, looks so proud at him at the end that I'm like, I am dead. Like that is so romantic. And this song too is like, she directed the video that they're in and it's so there's like all these weird here's what i love about father john miski miss t miss miss t is that he 
for me at least feels so evocative of things I don't really know how to put words to. And oh, that's yeah. some of the emo music it's too. It's very poetic. It's yeah, po- it's exactly. Like, it's like I want to both kill myself and I'm over life because I'm feeling too much and I need to fuck someone. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed and shame that I fuck someone. And yeah. it's like so many things. So like this, that video for this album, for this song, Nancy from now on is like his wife is a dominatrix who sh- cuts his hair and he's like a mess and shaves his beard and then he goes to a bar and everyone's hitting on him and she's sitting alone and then at the end it turns out that they're like in bed together and it's very like romantic and sad this song too like is one of those songs that I think like no matter what time of my life since I've heard it it's on every playlist and it's like I can't I think I've listened to it like a million times those songs are the best songs though yeah is that you have something that you can when you're just like in a lull and you're like I need something to kind of either inspire me bring or you just back like to yourself me. yeah and like start internalizing things those songs can kind of just like lead you back to where you want to I be I think this was actually crazy now we're talking about my playlist mm-hmm. I think it's songs that are like that bring me back to myself like mm-hmm. I mean emo is very or like that sort of like pop punk emo world is very that like when you're kind of sad and you don't know what's up sometimes it's like midwinter mm-hmm. and you just kind of listen to it you're like I feel better well because there's no you feel there's less things happening in winter like fall and yeah. winter that you're like there's so much time spent analyzing like you're not on yeah. the go as much and you're like okay so i have to like who am i who am i what am i working on yeah. what am i producing what am i doing like or you can sit and be like nope i'm just gonna be a lazy piece of shit and i'm just gonna watch netflix and like zone out like you're spent with so many different emotions in the winter and like when you experience real winter and like real like you're we just came out of four fucking days of nonstop rain and like you're just like what you're like what yeah. what do i listen to what, what mood do am I, I in yeah. what is my mood it's just easier to go back yeah so we um i mean the last song is led zeppelin yeah the last song is led zeppelin and yeah. we talk about that and um yeah i'm so excited to see oh my god living in the light look we got it we did it a yeah full, a, we did a full full podcast episode we had a time girl we did I don't we think had, it's over yet, even. No, we had the cat, <laughs> we had the cat yeah, and a dog, the dog my new roommate moving in. Yeah. Um, so it is going to be November 15th. 15th. I would say also, like, you know, follow me on Instagram, Sarah H. Monster. And Ben Franklin Sex Party will be coming back out in March. And then I'm also one of the co-founders of the Free Fringe in Philly. So, like, look out for that next September. Yeah, Free yeah. Fringe. Uh, and follow them on Instagram. We're almost at the number of the beast with followers. Fuck, so, please yes. help us get Help there. us get to Four the more six, people. Six. Four more people. Metal. Just follow. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> metal. Metal. Go fuck. Go fuck this shit. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you so much for having me. I love you. It's amazing. <laughs>